We're committed to your pleasure here at the Porncast, and that means we won't promote anything that isn't Alice tested and Yvette approved. And this one is definitely tested. Several times over. Yeah, there was suction. And fluffing. And thermometers. And the tea bags. You mean teabagging? No, I got something in my eye and used tea bags to get the swelling to go down. What did you get in your eye? My husband's balls. It, it took a fucking village. A literal fucking village. And well worth it, because thanks to Clone Willy, we've now cloned body parts on ourselves and willing volunteers. And we can even make them buzz. No pussies or cocks were harmed in the making of this partnership. We live in amazing times. Now, where can our listeners check this out, Alice? To clone it and bone it, go to clonawilly.com and type in promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase. Here at Two Girls, One Mike, we encourage you to find ethically produced porn. And regular listeners know that it's a great time in the industry. Performers can set their own terms and interact with fans like you directly. So we're partnering with Cam4.com to bring you a special offer. Go to Cam4 coupon slash podcast and create your free account. And Cam4 is giving you 20 free tokens to get you started, which you could send a model to stand out, play games, or make requests. Is this gamifying porn? It's not not gamifying porn. I'm totally okay with this. So Cam4 has models who are game for almost anything. If you're into it, Cam4's got it on demand with tokens. Requests like wave to the camera. With a dildo. Suck on that same dildo while riding a stuffed unicorn. Teach my mother to use her iPhone. Answer, pray tell, what exactly is the air velocity of an unladen swallow? Read Ayn Rand. Burn Ayn Rand. Call people fascists for burning Ayn Rand. Find a recipe for homemade ravioli. Pretend to be my girlfriend from Canada when my roommate walks in. Touch yourself to the sounds of Yanni. Touch yourself to the sounds of Weird Al Yankovic. Wait, you don't already? Uh, uh, to enjoy some foreplay with the models before we finish you off, go to cam4coupons.com slash podcast. That's cam and the number four coupons.com slash podcast to create your free account today. This is Two Girls, One Mike. The show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that asks if you have Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye slash fiction, please email us, info at twogirlsonemike.com. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dantremont, and here is my lovely, talented, vivacious, and did I mention energetic co-host, Alice Vaughn. Alice, how are you doing today? <laughs> you know, I have to say, today is the first time I am not bringing the energy of 12 Labrador Retrievers to the podcast. Normally, it's a fieldful. You're the puppy bowl of energies. <laughs> I, I think people have heard me say this before, but they need to know there's I've seen you this weekend. Finally, you were out here visiting and I've seen you tired now. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, that never happens, actually. <laughs> I mean, I was tired, too. We were out till like 3.30 one morning after we saw our, our friends uh, Kate Kennedy, who we've had on the show, and we saw our friend David Smalley perform some some great comedy. But man, three- Past guest, Emery Emery. Oh, yeah. And as we had we had a great time, uh, but we were out late, and I have never seen you- You were tired before we went out late. 
there was much merriment. Now, bear in mind, I stayed up until 3.30 your time, aka 6 a.m. my time. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, that never happens. I have a bedtime normally. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a writer. It's But I mean, we had something that kind of kept us up late with some nightmares. There was, there was slash fiction of us. I was about to what? say... Yeah. Yeah. Now, to the audience at home who is unaware of what slash fiction is, let's give a a brief history lesson on it. Slash fiction started when people took two straight characters. In this case, uh, it started with Kirk and Spock and made it gay uh, erotica of Kirk slash Spock. And that's where it got the name of slash fiction. So you're taking two normally uh, straight characters, or in my case, one bi, one straight, uh, and made them gay together. So it... uh, it was interesting to have someone write a slash fic about me and Alice, so thanks, listener. Well, the listener stated that you asked for it, and you kind of did. I joked about it. I just didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, I'm both flattered, shocked, honored. Let me put it this way. I'm going to definitely consider throwing this as Patreon content, uh, even more so probably getting someone to record this as an audio for Patreon content. We have enough friends in comedy that we could probably make this hilarious. I mean, there's lines like Alice's blazer falls open as she leans back into her seat. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's wonderful. Like, like, that's that's not bad. And with this, we should introduce our guest for the day. That's London. That is Lightline. So we have porn star uh, London River on the show with us today. And London was at our, our wonderful gathering this Saturday, and she was delightful. I was not a sober person, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. I think very few of us were sober that evening. I'm not a drinker, so I was. But I mean, I probably smoked something before. And probably. After, can't remember. Aren't sure. <laughs> Quote, probably. Okay. <laughs> so London, we have some other lines in this slash fic. Like, so on this podcast, Yvette is known for saying she's not a quitter. In this slash fic, There was a I... lot of dick, but I'm not a quitter. It's a lot of sperm to guzzle, but I'm not a quitter. Yeah, essentially in this one, I'm I'm making her shove, and it's referenced in the slash fic, a dread-sized dildo. Specifically, she thought Alice had sent it as a joke, a not-to-dread and Tommy Pistol sketch for the AVNs. It's similar to the toy they use to represent Dread's dick, though lacking a wig or googly eyes. I mean... <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's pretty specific. We've always said that if people send us a picture of their dick and somebody broke this rule, if you send us a picture of your dick, we want a costume. We want googly eyes. We want a little jacket that you sewed out of alpaca fur, but we do not want just a picture of your dick. So the fact that somebody wrote this fic and put in that much care, I'm, I'm flattered. This is not too tawdry. This is kind of adorable. Okay, so the dick size is where the I'm not a quitter line comes from. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, it's where she's trying to get it into her. And I say, I thought you weren't a quitter. You're not a quitter, are you, Yvette? (laughs) (sighs) That's really reasonable writing, I think. Yeah, (laughs) this is not bad. I, I think the thing that surprised me was that somebody actually wrote it. Not that it was like, this is better quality writing than the Avengers parody. And the Full House parody. It's true. Somebody's feelings will be hurt over that. Oh, no, we've talked to the director. Okay. (laughs) He knows. We've given Leroy so many compliments. Is it the same director? Yeah. Oh, well, not for both of them. No, okay. So Avengers was Axel Braun. And See, that's uh, how little I pay attention. Oh, my God. Don't tell anyone. Well, we're telling everyone. (laughs) But, (laughs) okay. (laughs) 
But there have been so many good ones. And then like we have every once in a while, there's one that we're like, what happened? Was there an editing issue? This had to have been better before it got to editing. Did we lose a, a vital part of script? And this is what we care about in our pornography, the script. Right. Well, that's what everyone watches porn for is, you know, uh, realistic and believable script, right? Look, Neil deGrasse Tyson apparently watches the Avengers for a quantum physics lesson. So I can watch pornography for the script. I'm just, Neil, I'm watching you. Just say you're getting no argument out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, London, you brought up something that I never knew before uh, when we were at dinner. So we were discussing oh, yeah. porn DVDs crossing state lines. You brought up um, some morality clauses that uh, states still sometimes abide by. Yeah. So, for example, laws. obscenity laws. Exactly. We we're talking about the regulation of fisting, which I have to tell you, my Twitter followers loved that little tidbit of information that they there are lawyers somewhere counting the number of fingers going into an orifice to make sure it doesn't break state obscenity laws for porn on DVD, correct? Exactly. Yep. Wow. So other than fisting, what else can you not have generally? You can't have fisting and like, it gets weird when you start peeing on people. Like, I think right now for the most part, girls can pee on girls and girls can pee on guys but guys can't pee on girls. And I think guys can pee on guys. Don't quote me like too much on this. Guys can pee on guys, but nobody can pee on anyone's face. I, I'm <laughs> fast. I, like, wow. <laughs> Ooh. If you have ever been peed on or peed on someone's face in a video that's crossed state lines, please email us info at two girls, one mic. That's the DVD oh context. So you can put it online. Sort of. It gets really, really sticky because every single, every year, then these um, credit card processors also update what they allow and don't allow. So like fisting, you can basically always do as long as it's online only. But the second you mm. put on it on a DVD and try to distribute it, you start to get into trouble. And then you mentioned that it also depends on the context of, for example, in a preview. So for example, another one that you mentioned was hypnosis. So you could have a hypnosis kind of themed porn. You just just can't have it in the previews or really in the description and the copy of the pornography saying this is hypnosis porn. Right. right. You cannot Something say the like word that. hypnosis. It's best to never say it. <laughs> wow. There's whole websites that are all about mind control, but they have to kind of change the wording on it a little bit so that it's now it's consensual, even though it's mind control or whatever. And, and we all know that you can't actually be hypnotized without your consent anyway, but that's, you know, a different thing. So, huh. I know that the UK has a lot more obscenity laws than they do here. I know they have caning, spanking, and I know they even have female ejaculation in the UK. So I wonder if how many of those are still like within the United States state lines. I mean, as you mentioned, it's, it comes down to the credit card processors and mm -hmm. there's some lawyer who's counting how many fingers can we see, you know, going into someone's uh, orifice? No, I wonder if that applies to like, because there are foot fetishists that are like, they want to see the foot in there. Does that apply to feet as well? Can you get a foot in there? I, I can, you know. If I, you have ever literally stuck a foot up someone's ass, email us at info at twogirlsonemike.com. I mean, or I a vagina, a foot up I'm my ass, picky. but it wasn't for a DVD. It was for I have so many questions. a website. <laughs> Like, does the heel, like, hit the G-spot? I feel like it would. Oh, no. It wasn't all the way to the hilt. Like, it, like the heel was not in. It was just, like, okay. to, like, the middle part of the foot. So, like, all of the toes and then, like, the middle part and stopped at the heel. Sort of like a like a mule shoe. That makes much more sense than the entire... It's easier, yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a square footage issue when you get past a point. 
Perfect. I would guess. I mean, you're still dealing with organs and stuff, I imagine. But yeah, one spleen can only take so much shoe. But I don't know. I mean, I've had toys in there that are really long, but they're more flexible than a foot. Very so true. they sort of, I think, coil around your, you know, large intestine, which is sort of horrifying to think about. But yeah. Oh. I wonder if there are any conditions that account for having less bones in your foot. I'm going to Google this. Ooh. Less bony feet. Are we going to hire someone with less bones in their feet? I mean, that just could be a website. I mean, you can have feet that are a different shape, but I think that that practice went out of style a long time ago in ancient China, or at least it should have. Perfect. I'm on Medscape.com, 19 oh, foot Lord. disorders. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a foot fetishist out there for every random foot disorder. It's like, ooh, there's one that's really gnarly and has seven toes. I want that one. And you know what? Seven-toed people, you need love too. There's got to be someone who's listening to this podcast right now with seven toes who feels very attacked and your toes need love. So London, I was doing some homework as I normally do. And I saw, and please tell me if this still holds true. I saw that uh, if you could fuck any celebrity... You would choose John Oliver. Yes, of course. Oh, oh, why John Oliver? Now, this is not a question out of out of disagreeing with your choice. I highly agree. Why John Oliver? No, I mean, we all recommend fucking John Oliver. Who hasn't? Yeah, I mean... I don't know any reasonable person that doesn't have a crush on John Oliver. You know, he's funny and smart. And, you know, people that make me laugh and think about stuff are always my favorite people. So... And also kind of the, like, awkwardness and the glasses and the beaky nose really does it for me. I know, right? Yeah. And the self-deprecating jokes. <laughs> like, like oh, anyone man. that makes fun of themselves that much is definitely probably a really good fuck. Just saying. I mean, and he has so many sex jokes, too, um, that he throws into his routines and you don't even realize it. Like, prison sentences are a lot like penises. If they're used correctly, even a short one can do the trick. It's a rumor I've heard. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Or sex is like boxing. If one party doesn't agree to participate, the other one's committing a crime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. How did I forget that one? Huh. On infrastructure, you know, at this point, we're not just flirting with disaster. We're rounding third base and asking if disaster has any condoms. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, this is probably one of the reasons I have fucked a number of comedians. <laughs> And musicians. The deep damage? Yes, a self-deprecating humor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Something about it is attractive. When it comes to humor, when people make fun of other people, it can be funny. But it's only funny if they almost, like, take at least half of that and bring it back on themselves. For me. It's like if I'm if I'm saying in a, in, in a joke, it's like if I'm calling someone else a garbage human, I have to call myself a whole trash fire full right. of, of human. Well, yeah, because otherwise you're just being a dick. Like it just and it's yeah, it almost makes you sound more insecure if you're just, you know, focusing on how fucking stupid someone else's shit is. And then you're always, you know, if you are hot shit and listen to this podcast, email us at info at girlsonmike.com. <laughs> We're ready to bring you down a peg or two. <laughs> Along with us. We need someone to come down here. It's, it's very hot. <laughs> I mean, not just in Los Angeles. I mean, further. So, London, uh, you've been in porn for how long? It kind of depends on how you look at it. Uh, I've been doing, like, boy-girl, like, more mainstream things for, like, a little over a year and a half. And I've been doing porn um, with BDSM and stuff for, like, five years. Nice. How did you make the switch over from more BDSM stuff over to mainstream? Well, I was a stripper and I uh, wanted to charge more for lap dances. So there's that decision making. 
I never was like, I better go out and become a celebrity. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need to become popular enough that people will pay me more money for my stupid time. I like the economics of the decision. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, because a lap dance is a terrible thing to waste your money on. Like Exactly. It's the worst. It's the worst. I I, I realized that nobody listening to this will ever get a lap dance ever again, especially for me. <laughs> oh yeah. No one's ever gonna pay for a lap dance. You have killed the market. It for strippers yourself. <laughs> the entire industry is now screaming out your name. There is a parade of women with lucite heels coming down the street right now, covered in glitter and very angry. Promise. <laughs> oh, I'm stopping them at my house first. <laughs> I have lube and, and I'm ready to, with the ones. You'll never get all that glitter out. It'll be there forever. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. <clears throat> That's funny. My husband offered to build a pole into our room today, and I'm like, please do. A pole? I want to use it for exercise. You could just get an X-pole, and then he doesn't have to, like, drill into the ceiling. He likes drilling things. It's it's like, it's a construction project for him. It's, it's you know, sex slash exercise for me. All right. Well, then let him drill. But, you know, okay. Then I won't suggest anything else. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, stripping is great exercise. I did a pole dancing class once, and strippers know the term, uh, you know, kissing the pole. And man, did I kiss it a lot accidentally with my body. Oh, yeah. You got, you, you're pretty bruised, right? Oh, my God. That first class, I walked out, and I was like, who beat the shit out of me? And it wasn't even that fun. It's especially like your legs and stuff. It looks like you've been caned by a leprechaun. Like, it's really, oh. it's really terrible. Oh, that brings to mind a mental image. <laughs> I mean, I was caned by a really short guy once, but I mean, I don't think that counts. <laughs> Hold on. Do you have video? I might be into that. We'll talk later. <laughs> we could arrange something. I know people with cameras out here. It's L.A. If you're under 4'9", have a green outfit, and uh, you're willing to cane my legs, just come over. Yeah, well, that'll save you money on the pole dancing class. It's so true. Same effect. <laughs> and I mean, just as sexy, depending on who you ask. That is someone's fetish unfulfilled. Yeah, if somebody is willing to do go all out with a leprechaun costume just to cane me because I asked, like, you oh. deserve all the fucking blowjobs, all of them. You know who we need to fulfill this costume? Who? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito, please call us. Danny, we just, <laughs> we need you in our lives. We've said it before. We're begging. So how do we bring this up to Boston? <laughs> so we reviewed some Chia's porn, right? So I'm going to have a terrible Boston accent. I didn't even practice it enough. That's my problem. I have a Red Sox tattoo, so I will be our uh, ambassador from the land of socks for the day, I guess. I'm sorry. My Boston accent is so not okay, given that I was born 15 miles. I don't know how far Newburyport is outside of Boston, but I was born in the great state of Massachusetts. Sorry, the Commonwealth. We're not a state. We're a Commonwealth. All right. There are four Commonwealths. Just to let you all know, we have 46 states, four Commonwealths and a bunch really? of places that we kind of own that don't get to vote. But yeah, Massachusetts Commonwealth. And Cheers is actually based on the Bull and Finch, which is a bar a little bit away from Kenmore Square. There is your Boston trivia. I apologize or you're welcome. So when it comes to Cheers, so I know that, uh, London, you've been on a binge when it comes to uh, watching the actual TV show Cheers. Yeah, I, I went on a Cheers binge, and that's how this came up, is you were like, are there any shows you're watching? And I'm like, just Cheers, because, you know, I'm old. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
you know. Oh, you are I'm a grown up. We've got to watch Cheers. Yeah. But yeah, so I actually, um, up until this past week, I had never watched Cheers before. So I started watching it on the plane and it was so easy to follow. I mean, so for people like myself who've never watched Cheers, or we're young? No, I'm lying. I'm not young. I, I'm an elder millennial, so I remember Cheers when it was still on. I remember the tail end of Cheers. I didn't remember the humor, like, because, you know, I was a child, and it's an, actually a pretty inappropriate show for children to watch. Oh, yeah. They shouldn't be well, watching yeah. that show. <laughs> I watched it in reruns, like, probably, I think, around college or, like, early 20s, so I've seen it a while ago. I think I've seen about 70 80% of the series give or take. Okay. Yeah. So as you mentioned, it's based on an actual bar, but it has Sam Malone, a former relief pitcher for the Boston Rex, Boston Red Sox. No? Oh Very my God. Good. No, d- don't. don't. I think you should just talk comfortably. That, sound, that sounded painful, actually. <laughs> so my mom's first language is French and she cannot do any accents in English. Alice's first language is Polish. And I, I feel this is a thing with some of my friends who started speaking English later, even if they don't sound like they have an accent in English, they can't do accents in English. I can't. This is not across the board. It's just, it's, it's an interesting thing I've noticed. Okay. <laughs> we are the masters of zero accents. It's funny because, uh, you know, growing up, people were like, oh, where's your accent from? It's Polish. And then even when I speak in Polish, people are like, oh, you have an American accent. So I can't stick to any language. But you sound like you have barely any accent in English. It's kind of the same thing with my mom. Very little accent. Yes. Yeah, it's like you don't have a New York accent either. No. Which Honestly, I mean, you sound like you're from Minnesota. Maybe I watched enough sitcoms with people from Minnesota. Maybe. I mean, a lot of the time for like those kinds of shows, I think that, like people have pretty neutral accents. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. So the show is about Sam, a former pitcher uh, who owns and operates this bar Cheers in Boston. And with him, he also has a snobby, beautiful, intelligent hostess, Diane Chambers, who becomes a waitress when her fiancé leaves her in episode one. They have this on and off relationship throughout the entire series, from what I'm aware of. And there is a bunch of characters around the bar. So you have uh, waitress Carla, a beer-loving accountant Norm, a know-it-all letter carrier Cliff, and then later in the season, uh, from what I was reading, Sam buys a boat and the bar is purchased by Rebecca Howe, who's played by Kirstie Alley. And holy shit, Kirstie Alley was hot in the 80s. Indeed. So, <laughs> yep. Wow. Sorry, I'm nodding. Nobody can hear a nod. I'm like, mm. <laughs> so one minor, uh, one minor correction. Later in the series, Diane. Basically, when Diane leaves, is when Rebecca, i.e., Kirstie Alley, she They switch off. So the the sexual tension with a woman uh, in the series is it goes from Diane to Rebecca. Now, I will say one thing I didn't know until watching this series: '80s Ted Danson is a snack. <laughs> 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 hey, 2019 Ted Dance. I'm some okay. He there's a picture of him with Dorian Gray on it. That's just getting like I get it. He's he's older looking now, but he's held up. He can get it. He can <laughs> fucking get it. Okay, he's doing all right. Did you guys know that uh, he wore a hairpiece to play hair obsessed Sam? What? That wasn't his real hair. Holy shit. That reminds me of Adam Conover, who has like a hairpiece on the show, and they talk about him being hair obsessed. Well, Wait, it kind Adam- of makes sense because then if you're going to have a character that is hair obsessed, you can't have like normal people hair on him because like good hair. 
Yeah, you got to have good hair. And what are you going to do? Like cast someone completely based on their hair? No. Yes. You're going to put a hair piece on them. (laughs) It's possible that when they cast him originally, good hair, and then as he got older, started getting a little thinner. Maybe. Or maybe maybe they cast him because he was so good at playing the role, and they're like, ah, just throw a hair piece on him. He's fine. I mean, younger pictures might have had better hair, and it's like, that's, you know, that's the thing. People add hair pieces in to thicken up. Like, not that I have to preach to the choir in this. We we all know the hair tricks that, that Holly Weir does, but, you know. I'm pretty open about the fact that, like, I add hair to my hair and put in some more hair, and there's some extra hair. Told, yeah. we, are, we are all guilty of, quote, guilty of this at some point in our lives. There's nothing. I think it's a thing that people at home don't realize happens all the time in Hollywood. Like, a good 30 to 50% of people you see on television have some added hair, either for length or thickness. So here's my question. We all know extensions are a thing. In porn, now that the bush is back, are you guys familiar with, um, and Yvette, you know what I'm talking about, Topic? That stuff that you um, shake. Yeah, my hair is very thin. So I, if you ever see me on television, I probably have a little bit of topic uh, sprinkled in my hair to make it look not so uh, chemo-ish. So (laughs) topic is essentially a hair thickener. I'm wondering now that the bush is back a little bit, does anyone ever use topic as a little extra in their bush? Are you asking me? I mean, I think this is a hypothetical. I don't know. I, I don't know if you've uh, watched any of my porn, but I definitely um, would have no idea what a bush <laughs> is, is there like. fake bush in porn? I need to know. You want to know if there's like a merkin? I haven't encountered any fake bush. I would imagine that there would be a lot of friction that it would have to be exposed to that might ruin the... Uh, Whatever, yeah. whatever the product is that you're using. That is a downside to topic is that it doesn't survive sweat for a long period of time. Oh, yeah. Then it's definitely not going to survive like porn fucking and lube and jizz no, and no, like no, 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 no. sweat and what spit, whatever the fuck is down there. There's all kinds of things that happen that I don't, yeah. I don't think, like I, I'm imagining, I don't think you could put a tape in extension and have it last through a porn if it's on your bush. Wow. I was thinking about it not lasting in your hair. So I was like, well, it wouldn't last in your hair. Oh, no, it lasts in your hair. Usually, as as long as you're bossy with your talent, every once in a while, dudes will, like, fuck things up and, you know, but yeah. It's always their fault. Like, you always tell them and then they're like, I'm in the moment and they grab your hair and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? But yeah. Okay. You don't know how much these extensions cost per pack. God damn it. This is human hair. Are you going to fucking pay for this to be reinstalled? What's wrong with you? Yeah. No, but they don't know. They have no idea. So The makeup alone. Do you know how much this eyeliner ran me? (laughs) (sighs) You're just going to wipe it all out. I'll say one more thing, actually. And you brought this up during dinner. And hopefully it's okay to talk about. We don't have to name names. But apparently there are flat earthers in porn. Yeah, there's a couple. Man, I will not name get, those names. How do you get wet for that? People who believe that medical science is needed to test to make sure that you don't have a virus the size of a fucking micron that's killing you, but they don't believe scientists who say, yeah, the earth is round, man. I feel like the people that believe that the earth is flat also believe all kinds of things that aren't true. Oh, like They're crossover conspiracy theory people. These are also the kinds of people that think that the government is dropping copper on us from airplanes. Or, yeah, yeah, whatever that is. And I don't know. What are the other good conspiracies? Let's that there's see. some planet uh, that's hidden that's about to fake. collide with Earth and some other nonsense. Oh, man. Yeah. No, it's like another planet's not going to destroy us. We're going to destroy our own planet. Yeah, well, it's not like we need help from the cosmos. <laughs> 
no, we'll fuck this up on our own. <laughs> Give humans enough time. We'll kill everything. Yeah. <laughs> Except the tardigrades. But we the flat earth people tend to believe in a lot of things. And they also have a tendency to uh, be uh, supporting of a certain president that. You mm, know. Shocking. <laughs> um, really? <laughs> yeah, I know. Would never have guessed. Stop. Stunned, right? <laughs> but yeah. It's amazing what some beliefs people have. Um, actually, what's funny was when I was doing research for the Cheers porn, I stumbled across that. So did you guys know, because obviously there was a spinoff series, Frasier, and Christy Alley was the only cast member who never made an appearance oh. on that spinoff. Oh, really? Is a Scientologist? Does that have to do with... I only guessed that because we were on the subject of conspiracy theories, so my first guess was Scientology? Yep. Because of her beliefs as a Scientologist, she'd oh, never yeah. do a show about a psychiatrist. That makes perfect sense. I mean, it's horrible, and our world is a crazy place, and fuck everything, but yeah, it makes perfect sense. That seems nuts. It is, as a Scientology. <laughs> Come for me, Scientologists. <laughs> Okay. Well. E email us info at two girls one mic. Tell us how much you hate me. Tell us what thetans she has. I have body thetans all over me. How much do you want to convert me, Tom Cruise? Oh, God. That's a porn. I actually went into one of the Scientology centers and took their personality test in college. I had no idea what I was in for. Like my, we, you know, this was back in 2001. My friend Sean and I just, we were walking around Boston, you know, it was late at night and this guy was like, what a free personality test. And we were in college. We would do anything that was entertaining and free. We're like, sure. 300 fucking questions later, this guy afterwards, they sit down and analyze it and they put through a, you know, computer in which they suck thetans out of your soul. And they're like, yeah, you're to this and we can help you with that. And every personality thing that's wrong with you, they end with, and we can help you with that. And after he told me, one thing he said to me was, you're too critical. And I'm like, and let me guess, you can help me with that? I'm like, oh, maybe I do need help with this. <laughs> so yeah, instead of Scientology, I went for therapy. I'm still too critical, but you know, that's why I criticize porn for a living. Anyway, back to Cheers. Please don't go to Scientology. Well, I wasn't planning on it, but it's sounding pretty <laughs> appealing now because I do love test taking. So it's, <laughs> it, it's just, it's 300, it's kind of like those, if you've ever gone to like one of those retail jobs where they ask you like 600 times in different ways it's okay to take cash from the register once in a while like oh, right. it's one of those types of fucking quizzes like that's not yeah we just want to ask you over and over again until you're like uh just let give me the i'll buy dianetics if it gets me out of here for people that are against psychiatry they're using a test really similar to the kind that they use to diagnose people with yeah. uh mental illness but okay sure yeah. um <laughs> sounds yeah, fun what, i love to talk about myself i'll take a test about me oh my god yeah go in and just ha enjoy playing with one of them but don't use your real name on the test a friend of mine joined for three months in the 90s when nobody knew what was in it he has continued to get mail from them every address he has ever lived at for the next 20 some odd years well they they need you to pay them right like you pay money to like feel better about yourself basically every you keep paying courses so you only f get to the level where they tell you about like the body thetans and the volcanoes and lord xenu after you've paid them three hundred thousand dollars so i have to pay three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to actually learn about like and it starts to actually off learn like, about the sort of religious thing that you're doing it costs you that much to actually at okay. least 
at least Catholics tell you about the fucking, you know, talking snake in the burning bush right up front, you know? I mean, you eat someone's body, a little bit of cannibalism doesn't hurt anyone, right? Yeah, they do that in front of the children, at least, on Sunday in a nice church with air conditioning. Scientologists, I hear they kill people in the Midwest, allegedly. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure they're nice people. <laughs> if Ron Miskovich somehow ever says, yeah, sure, I'll review porn with y- y'all, you know, we'll get him on. <laughs> I'm sure Ron's dying to come on this podcast. And talk about porn. Yeah. Tell us, Ron, what it's, what's it like to torture people for a billion-year contract? Well, no, actually, uh, Ron gave birth to his son, David, who uh, Ron escaped the church. His oh, son yeah, yeah. leads it. It's David that's in charge. Yeah. And still in charge, right? Yeah. It's, you know, who I am friends with, Chris Shelton, who used to be in the Sea Org, who has signed the billion year contract and now, you know, speaks out against uh, Scientology. I believe he's uh, friends with Leah Remini. Huh. He'd be fun to have on. You guys know porn. so much about that. How do you know so many strange people? Like, like oh, we were talking uh, about flat earthers, but like you, you. I, I debunk bad science for a living. I tell people when people are full of shit. It's it is telling people they're full of shit for a living. Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, that sounds lovely. I didn't even know that a billion year contract existed though. You know, they've not managed to get anyone to fulfill it yet somehow. Probably <laughs> that, you know, we're not haven't been around that long. Scientology's bullshit. These people are scam artists. No, they just Please haven't found the me. right person yet. <laughs> <laughs> So getting back to the porn. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry for that trip down Beacon Street with me. So we reviewed Cheers, a triple X parody. So this was a Leroy Myers production because of course it was. It was a 2009 film. And by the way, so first off, it was nominated for a handful of awards. So it was nominated for Best Parody for Comedy, Best Supporting Actress for Annabelle Lee, who played uh, Tortelli. She was so good. Mm, she was oh my, great. She was amazing. Oh, my God. I, she made me feel like she, they pulled her out of a bar in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. the accent was pretty sell. It was there was a touch of Jersey to it, but I will I will allow it. This was better than Matt Damon's fake Boston accent on top of his real Boston accent in Boston movies. <laughs> and it also uh, won a 2011 Avian Award nominee for a best screenplay adapted and I have to say, the writing on this was just so, so I mean, good. this could have been any sitcom, really, from the 80s, 90s. It didn't have to be a porn. I mean, it had porn acting, yeah. but it, it also was just well written. They could have easily taken out the banging and it still stood. Yeah, it still was good without the sex scenes because I uh, I didn't watch the sex scenes because, you know, Same. I'm lame. Same. But like, uh, but it was still good. It was still entertaining to go through. So yeah, I mean, it was long enough that and I mean, I was surprised because I the runtime on this was nearly three hours. And I'm like, oh, my I'm like, how much plot is there going to be in a three hour porn? I figured because we've seen ones that are like, you know, well over two hours that have literally 10 minutes of plot. If that, you know, three sentences right into the sex. <coughs> Avengers. <clears throat> yeah, Avengers was not good. Sorry. Uh, but we, look, I don't want to see somebody look like they're in pain and not in a fun way while they're having sex. I'm sorry. That was not 
easy to watch. Uh, so that was, I didn't watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, 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 don't. It was uncomfortable. Anyway. Yeah. This was great. So in the beginning, they open up by what, what was a really nice touch is they had a very similar and Leroy always nails the opening scenes, uh, customizing it to be as close to the real as possible. But what he did was he took photos of the actual porn actors and then ran them through a Photoshop filter. So that way it gave, a very similar look to the cheers look we're all familiar with it had that like antiques like you know the you know the look of like a 70s like vintage uh t-shirt it had that kind of like ultra filtered look on the picture and it was it was great this looks like it could have just you know it felt like it yanked it right out of cheers for the beginning of it and you're in the bar that i don't know if they use the same set or not like that's how good it was okay let's talk about that bar holy shit what a setup yeah, uh, I, I was trying to figure out what location they were possibly using for that. I couldn't figure out if they actually built a bar or if they just found a random bar and then threw everything up. It was an open set for sure. Like, I'm almost sure of it. I'm pretty sure they built it because it was actually set up like, it was like set up exactly like the Cheers bar. I don't know where you would find that, especially, like, I can't think of a place in Los Angeles that, like, I mean, I could be super wrong, but it looks like they built something or something. I don't know how they would have managed that. I think this is proof enough people need to pay for their porn because how else are we going to get amazing, completely built open bar sets for porn? Everything from the office to the side rooms to the, but like, it, it was... How did, God fucking damn it, they're making me stutter more than usual because it was that good. And then from the very beginning, you know, how's it going? Uh, Going down like a $2 whore when you hand her a 50. (laughs) Nice and easy. (laughs) Nope, sucking me dry. Hydrate me, Woody. Oh my God. I'm using that in life. (laughs) Here at Two Girls, One Mike, we think it's important to support you in your masturbatory habits. It's sex with someone you love. And we love them too. Love's a really strong word, according to my therapist. We care about getting each and every one of them a better orgasm, and that is close enough. And we would never recommend anything we haven't personally tested. Which is why you can trust us when we say we highly recommend Clona Willy. Because with Clona Willy, you can masturbate and have sex with someone you love while at home and shame eating Uber Eats. I told you to take the camera out of my home. Oops. So with Clona Willy, you can make a dildo and now a fleshlight out of your own anatomy. As we've found, it's a fun and messy process. And if you're doing this on your partner, they're strategizing and evasive maneuvering. It's kind of like adult risk, but instead of winning a fake country, you get a real vibrator. And do what you want with it. Hang it on a wall. Hide it in your goodie drawer for when you're home alone. Send it to your significant other as the only version of you that's willing to fly United. Use it to fix a broken leak. Or to cause one. Personal experience. Use it as a beer cozy. Smash the patriarchy with the cold one, ladies. So crack a cold one with the boys. Stick it in the girls. Where can our listeners find out more about this madness? <laughs> to clone it and bone it, go to clonawilly.com to check it out and type in the promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase. So in the very beginning, you had amazing banter, just like in Cheers. And it's very simple setup in the beginning to get to the first sex scene. They spot a hot gal. You have, by the way, we had Evan Stone in this. So how could it not be a good porn parody? Right. He makes me laugh 
everything he's in. And he was playing Cliff. And, like, Cliff is a hard character to kind of get the, yeah, it's really good. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, he's kind of not that confident. He starts off saying all these really, really important facty things. And then at the end of it, kind of knowing someone's not going to like him. There is there is an art to that uh, fleeting confidence in a voice. And I'm like, Evan Stone manages to get it really well. Like, all of them get into all the verbal, like, ticks of these characters so well. He even kind of has that schlumpy way of moving, like, where yeah. Yeah, that, that Cliff has, where it's just, like, not the most confident person in the world. And he definitely needs to be close to, like, these other people in order to, you know, be, like, yeah, have like, any kind of ability to socialize. And, but, like, yeah. yeah, that, like, just, like, he took everything out of that character, I think. Like, to the best of his ability as an actor. And, and it worked out really well, yeah. The thing with Cliff is when he says all these things about women love a postal employee or man in uniform, he knows he's full of shit. But it's like, and Evan kind of, he got that in the way, like the delivery was perfect. It was beautiful. Yeah. Like when he would say, I'll go show her what a real man looks like. You felt that he was kind of bolstering himself. And then, you know, Carla would come in and say, she'll think real men look like burn victims with mustaches. <laughs> oh, it's And, you know, on some level, Cliff feels that before she says it. And when he comes over and, and it's hello there and she says, oh, you know, sorry, I have a milkman at home. And she says, one that's willing to be your love slave. And she says, no, one that doesn't smell like beer and looks like Magnum P.I.'s slow brother. Oh, <laughs> Oh, like, and that's the thing. He knows that's going to happen before he goes over. And we figure out later, there's a scene where he does succeed at wooing a woman. And he thinks he's like, when she says, come sit down with me, he thinks already, he starts walking away because he expects the rejection. We know that. And the laugh track, by the way, the laugh track placement oh was God. perfect in this film. It was film. so good. We've had shitty laugh tracks in the past. Leroy, you stepped it up. <laughs> there was applause and like cheering when people were going off to get their bang on. I was like, there was woos. I'm just saying, people would have complained about the Big Bang Theory laugh track far less if it was this good. Actually, I, I'm almost terrified a little to watch the Big Bang porn oh parody God. eventually because that's going to happen. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm really hoping that the laugh track and the acting and the script is better than the actual Big Bang oh, Theory. Oh, but that would be almost kind of sad, wouldn't it? I probably will if it's, be. Probably. If it's Leroy doing a Big Bang Theory porn parody, I theorize he will purposefully make the laugh track obnoxious to make a point and make fun of them. <laughs> Come on, Leroy. Throw me that one. <laughs> Just let the laugh track hang for a second extra long. Just to fuck with the people at the Big Bang Theory. Well, he already made it, so we're going to eventually oh, have God to watch it. it. How did I not? I'm falling asleep on the job. Do you not understand how much porn we need to watch? We're going to have to do this podcast, like, forever, man. Basically. <laughs> Jeez, I don't, I don't know how we'll cope. All that porn that needs to be watched. Someone's oh, God, truly we suffer. Anyway, so <laughs> Mayday Sam Malone, after, after we see Cliff striking out, because there's a beautiful woman at the bar. He comes in, sweeps her off her feet, and then, you know, gets it off. It's got a little horizontal, but... After, okay, by the way, so have you guys ever dated a guy like a Sam Malone or banged a guy like a Sam Malone? Probably. I'm trying to think if I've banged someone with that big of an ego. I definitely have. I think I was a little bit like a Sam Malone when I was in college. Nice. Like, but, but I don't think I've dated one because I would hate that person. Want to hear the saddest admission ever? Go for it. 
I think I banged them, but it was back when I was a fat chick and like they totally thought they were above me and just throwing me some dick. Oh, yeah. I dated a guy named Chad. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, before like the whole, ch- you know, naming a guy, jokingly calling a guy Chad was a thing. I had an actual guy named Chad who embodied the whole Chad thing. And so I started calling those guys Chad. Like, and I wonder if that just happened to enough people, like either his dick got around and people just brought like or were there were just. The Chads reached a critical mass. Was this what happened? But yeah, my chat, really cute. Uh, and at one point started like showing me pictures of other girls at school that were like cute and thin. And I'm like, oh, I get who I am in this situation. I'm not the Diane. I'm the girl he's banging. Hey, hey, hey. But you know what? I've seen pictures of him now. Time has not been kind to him. And I'm in a size six with a thigh gap now. What? Look, all I'm saying is normally Chad's peak at some point. So that Chad did not like he's he's still obsessed with Jeeps now. Congratulations on your thigh gap, though. I got a thigh gap. Finally, it took till I was 36. And I'm just saying, I know my thigh gap is not my measure as a human being, but I have a thigh gap. I definitely don't. My thighs are like so close. They they hug basically always. Every once in a while, I get the, like when I wear a dress, I get those um, little like bands that you can put around your thighs to keep them from rubbing together because like they make out so hard that like it'll hurt me later. Wait, wait, send me the link to Amazon because I I need that. There's only one good reason why I have one now and not 10 years ago when I was running marathons and was about the same size. It's because gravity has affected the fat on my legs more and it shifted downwards. So the area where they where the fat used to meet right like right in that little triangle, there's no fat there. Like it's just a little south. So that's why I think there's a gap there now. Like I don't I don't think I'm that much thinner than when I weighed the same 10 years ago. It's just there is thigh gap. Just to congratulate you on your thigh gap, I'm putting this into show notes. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's in the show notes. And Yvette has a thigh gap. <laughs> I'm going to get so much hate mail for not for having a thigh gap, but for being happy about it. Fuck you. I like my body. I worked hard to lose the 51 pounds. I am, And I have seven more pounds to go. So I'm going to fucking do that, too, and be happy about it. So back at the bar. Uh, <laughs> not, not fuck you, the women sitting here. Just... <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> so Sam finishes banging the random chick. Then he goes back to the bar and he's depressed because I guess normally you'd be depressed after boning some beautiful girl with legs for miles. But he's longing and lusting over Diane. And <laughs> what I do enjoy is, again, some amazing writing from Leroy on Carla's end. And the delivery was amazing. Take me. I'll devour your body like a cake at a Nova Eaters Anonymous meeting. <laughs> I do what I can with what I had from Boston. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just, I feel like I need to use, again, that line. It's so sexual. You know what? Screw it. I'm using it tonight. That's how I'm going to get laid tonight. You know what's sad is that this is how little of a Boston accent I have. When I first heard it, I heard devalue your body. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'll, I'm just saying I like it when my husband devalues me too. Wow. It's... It's a good time. But 
Sam concludes that he needs to get Diane in the sack to be happy. And in order to do that, he needs to start by uh, getting rid of the stuff that she's not crazy about. So she's apparently, he's too obsessed with his car, according to her. So he gives away his car to Frasier. I'm still confused by that. He just, he gave it to him. Well, he said, I'm going to sell you the car, but then there was no money exchange. So yeah, maybe this is just, like a trusting thing where he's like, we'll figure out what the car is worth later. Here's the keys. Take it home. Like, yeah, it was, that was a little weird. That was like a large amount of like trust. I mean, is Fraser that much of a regular customer? Or he's a psychiatrist, maybe. Like, Perhaps Sam knows how much long-term therapy he needs. <laughs> This was a payment on it. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I need help working out my shit with women because clearly somewhere deep down, I know just giving up a car will not fix it. Well, it did fix something for Fraser because he's now spiced up and turned his life into fajitas. (laughs) This was interesting. So Fraser gets home after getting the car because, of course, we have to have a sex scene with Fraser and Lilith. And their Lilith was was lovely. And he gets home and his hair is all frizzed up because, of course, the sports car, it's a convertible. It's I decided to put the top down on my new sports car I've purchased from Sam. Are you all right? Actually, it's quite invigorating. The wind is in your hair. The sun is in my face. Bugs in my eyes. A new car? Is this, this is unlike you. I thought the Fraser pot roast you're so very used to could be spiced up and turned into fajitas. I love it when you speak Spanish to me. Andale, my little Chiquita banana. <laughs> oh, my juices are flowing. My dam's about to burst. In the most monotone of voices. Oh, they they brought the emotion of a carrot. Frasier? It was it was Fraser esque. It was it, it's all very British. I enjoyed it. If you've ever wanted to see British people fuck, this is the closest we'll ever get. <laughs> there has to be porn made in England. Wait, there's a lot it. of porn made in England, and none of it has the fun stuff. I'm sure, like female ejaculation or caning or choking. You know, um, there is. I, there I worked for a company the... from England, and I got to female ejaculate. I don't know how that happened or like how they got away with it, but it was a very, very intense scene. Huh. By the way, for our listeners who aren't aware, uh, obscenity laws in the UK say that female coming is not appropriate. Yeah, well, ejaculate because they've decided yeah. that it's in there with urination, I think, which... It's just silly. Like, we we can get into that whatever way. But I'm like, okay, so you don't like women. Great, cool. But yeah, no, I ejaculated all over, everywhere. I mean, nobody stopped me, so I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) Got into cameraman's hair. Got everywhere. Really, Got into the snacks. (laughs) It kind of did. I flooded that room. Like, they were wearing rubber boots by the end, so. Nobody followed the golden rule of Hitchhiker's Guide. Bring a towel. (laughs) That wasn't ranch dip at the end. No. (gasps) I'm sorry. I'm saying I'm still team honey mustard. Ranch. Um, But so then we get back to the bar where Sam tells Diane he got rid of his car. But uh, apparently now she wants him to get rid of his cologne. You know, I'm saying he's not the fucking giving tree. He doesn't have to give up everything. Um, According to Miss Shania Twain over here, that don't impress in her much. So I'm getting annoyed with Diane at this point. I'm like, how much does he have to give up? Like, I also think giving up the car was a little much. Is it just me or is the Diane in the porn just a little tad too bitchy. Is it just me? I haven't watched all the seasons. In the television show, I feel like she's like more just like super socially awkward and also kind of an intelligent snob. 
And I yeah. feel like in the porn, she was played a bit meaner than she is in the show. Because in the show, I don't think she's yeah. mean in the show. She like she's she's not a cunt. She's just kind of like she's a little above the bar she's working in, or so she thinks. Yeah, and I think that she's also just awkward. So like she comes off that way too a little, like even more than maybe she thinks she is. And and but yeah, she's embarrassed about being there. But yeah, she's not a bitch in the parody. She's a little bit of a cactus cunt, you know. A little. Okay, well, that's good to know. Cactus cunt. I like that. <laughs> Prickly. Well done. Well done. That one I can remember in use. What I really enjoyed is every time we cut back to the bar scene, Cliff, or played by Evan Stone, kept launching into a different conversation. Or you you would hear oh him in the God. middle of a conversation. So, so good. In this one, when you're actually sucking on a clitoris, you're actually sucking on a penis. Oh, my God. And earlier it was, and that's how the aboriginals first perfected anal sex or something like that. They just, we just kept walking in on Cliff. And this is the thing that happens in the series, too, is, we, is we'll start a scene with Cliff just giving us a random crazy fact. Okay, that's great to know. I didn't know that. Yeah, Cliff is a, a wellspring of information, not all of it seemingly factual. I have to say, though, Porn Cliff, uh, his conversations just sound like my average conversations at a bar. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. They're lowbrow. Okay. <laughs> so he ends up giving away his cologne to Cliff, which makes him irresistible to a bar goer. And then Sam, as well, ends up giving away his hair products to Carla, and that helps her get laid. So if you've ever wanted to have the lesbian sex scene with Carla that you've always never really imagined, but it's here. You know, now that I've seen it, I I think I should have imagined it. Just saying. That said, at one point, um, Sam did say that his hair, after giving away his hair products, that his hair goes south at midnight faster than the Holland Oates sex appeal. I don't know. I'm kind of into Holland Oates, so... I don't know. I've never thought about them after midnight, so maybe he's right. Then I, maybe I just haven't tried hard enough. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> You're a rich girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, the way they did it with both getting rid of the cologne and the testosterone was funny. Diane doesn't like the the cologne. She calls it, you know, smelling of guava and ox urine. And like when he goes and asks uh, Cliff if he wants a cologne, yeah, the one that smells of guava and ox urine. <laughs> splashes him on himself, goes, and I mean, this was, you know, mentioned earlier. He's talks about himself like he's all confident and, and you can tell enemies not really that confident, splashes himself with the ox urine, drinks it, or, you know, the quote ox urine and guava, walks over to a woman and starts hitting on her. And as she's saying, yeah, sit down with me, he starts walking away. Okay, I get it. I'm being, rege-. wait, what? It was just so beautifully done. Evan Stone always makes me happy in a porn. Yeah, because he can not only act, he could fuck. So he, he always brings... <laughs> He brings a full range for a porn actor. What are you saying about actors, Alice? Are you saying actors can't fuck? Yes. I would say that in porn, it's like not super common that the best actor is also the best fucker. Yeah. Hmm. Well, even for me, I'm not the best actress, but I'm pretty good at the fucking part. And then in the acting part, I'm like, eh, C plus, you know. <laughs> we find Sorry. you amusing and funny though. I don't it's I we like you. Well, but I we always have I always have reason. to play like a more like not always but usually it's a more serious type of role so cuz of my age and my I don't know my face or my voice or like it's probably this deep voice and this face and my age and 
whatever. And they're like, they're like, you're going to come in here and be seductive. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So (laughs) (laughs) it's why we're friends. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, if I go with my own thing, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I get on your lap, you know, sit on your dick and grind it against my pussy for a while? Like that's, that's me being hot at home. And so, yeah, putting me on a porn set, it's kind of like, be like, seduce your stepson i'm like okay this will be weird yeah so much practice at at that stuff at oh wait they call cps for those things Mm -hmm. (laughs) so aside from playing a stepmom are there any other fun or interesting roles that you've ever been assigned well yeah i mean most roles other than that are more interesting. That was definitely my least interesting role. Well, like I get to, for the company I'm working for today, I get to play a crazy person a lot of the time, which is actually why I look the way I look right now. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you looked delightful, but then again, I don't know what what your preferred look is. Is your hair teased up or is it in pigtails? I I just haven't brushed it in days. In, in you days. know what? You still look fabulous, and that's something that that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I just so. haven't brushed it, and I put like little clips like on the sides to like make it kind of like they're in pigtails, but it's just like I don't know what is happening. But <laughs> it's working for you. So Thanks. there, just so that the people at home know, it hasn't brushed in days, and it still looks amazing. Well, thank you. So there. thank you. But yeah, um, so I like I actually like to play like a psychopath a little bit, or you know, a, a deranged kidnapper. Those are my favorite roles to be. Deranged kidnapper in porn. <laughs> There's deranged kidnapper porn. Tell us more. Uh, it's BDSM stuff, so oh, you know, nice. it's, it's easier to go. But like, but oh, okay. like, that like if somebody now. could put me in that for like something mainstream, like you know. I like the, um, it's sort of wrong, but I kind of like the blackmail stuff. I just wish that it could be more like, can I please blackmail the boys into fucking me? Because that's what I want to do. Like, <laughs> I will only let you leave here after you've given me a certain number of orgasms. Yeah, like, oh, are you sure you want everyone to see this video of, you know, you passed out naked with your friend? Oh, you don't? Well, I guess you're going to have to fuck me until I'm done with you. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to do, but nobody lets me do that, so. <laughs> Who's going to stop you, though? You know, I don't write the I have porns. A, I have a camera I can let you (laughs) it's a a professional quality camera i got a green screen i can send them over ah okay you know i bet i could find (laughs) a dude that would do it (laughs) whatever (laughs) do you want to do something really weird for trade like yeah can you how good are you at looking scared show me your scared face enough of them can do this yeah it's just like your boobs face but without a smile like Oh, good call. <laughs> <laughs> Just hang your jaw for a little while, like you're sucking it to, oh, wait, not enough crossover, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of disliking each other, so Sam and Diane, uh, so after Sam gets rid of like his final thing that he cares about, which is his little black book, which he gives to Woody, oh. the bartender, who, I mean, come on, Woody, the bartender with a little black book, that's kind of adorable. It's highly And I amusing. love how they worked it in later and we'll get to that so sam and diane they do a hate fuck as you know expected it was a good little scene of them you know i I hate this about you i hate that you're this that it's is this making you hot hotter and then of course they bang which has been coming for the whole episode (laughs) coming and it's only like 15 minutes of banging like every single sex scene is like 15 minutes long did you guys notice that it's wonderful i was surprised 
it was because they they fit in that so much plot. I was really surprised. I was really stoked about it. Like I'm like, oh man, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Well, I really enjoyed that. Afterwards, there was a cutscene, and then we went back to Cliff talking about. Well, you know, you stick a tube in it, and then you put a gerbil into the ass. <laughs> oh, Cliff! Again, it was in character. I thought it was well done. And plus, who after, you know, seeing, you know, a fuck scene doesn't want to hear that? You know, I always want to hear about animal life. That's how I'm going to talk about that. Sure. (laughs) Exotic creatures. Yeah. I want to break from pornography to talk about furry critters. So speaking of furry critters. Oh. (laughs) um, No, no, not going Curious how this segue is going to go. So Woody, he ends up calling one of the girls out of Sam's little black book. And a woman shows up while the bar's closing up and wants to get to know him a little more intimately. And, uh, oh, how sweet, innocent Woody is. Uh, I'm from Indiana. I live on a big farm. I have a hilarious cow named Giggles. That made me laugh out loud, actually. And he's the first stand-up comic in Indiana. Which I'm sitting here going, a boy cow? Aren't those called bulls? Yeah. He's a simple man. Yeah, or like nobody involved in this knows that. That might have been the case there. That is very possible. (laughs) You know, I want to go with they knew that and they wanted Woody to be a simple man. I just want there to be no stand-up comics in Indiana to run with this joke or this being an insult to every stand-up comedian from Indiana. Let's go with that. Better. Even better. Even better. If you are a stand-up comedian from Indiana and you're insulted, don't email us. We don't fucking care. (laughs) Supposedly cows can do your job better than you. Ah, human suffering amongst comedians. It's real. Wait, it's better because it's an insult from a porn. It's a good joke. It's a really good good joke joke about comedians. Well delivered, too. But at the end, he finds out he's banging Rebecca Howe. And who's Rebecca Howe? It's Kirstie Alley, our eventual new Diane. Exactly. I felt like this porn overall, I mean, it really was. It could have been its own sitcom episode had you just taken all the sex scenes out. I think there was more plot than a 22-minute episode. That was pretty much, that was like two episodes worth of plot, probably. I don't know, but like a standard Cheers episode, a lot of things do happen. It would have been, I think it was like a Cheers, like, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think what else to add on to this porn. If you like Cheers and you like fucking, you should watch this. That's a good thing to add on because I like it's just the little mannerisms of each of the characters in there. The actor who played Sam Mayday Malone got a lot of them down. It's really easy to miss on Diane, I think, because you can just play her as a snobby woman. But she got like she was a good actress. She got the voice down. She got the kind of snootiness, even if they wrote her a little bitchier. I liked it. I think Norm was well acted. Norm was a non-banging role, and Norm was really funny. There were some good zingers in there. I keep forgetting that Norm was a non-sex actor in this porn, and it makes me really appreciate all the people who just don't bang and yet provide good acting for porn. Yeah, it's. I mean, there were a couple of really good lines in there about uh, just the type of things you get from Norm. You know, the take my wife, please, those kinds of, you know, 
Only funny, actually. But he was solid. So, London, uh, have you ever done any parody stuff? No, no, I've never gotten to do a parody. Huh. Well, some of it is that I don't, like, they even do, like, tryouts and things for certain things. And some of it is, like, I don't match what they're looking for because I don't, you know, what they're making a parody of. It's like, it's not even, I'm not even going to try out for that because I do not match that character at all. And they're actually kind of trying to, like, get, like, a... yeah a physical sort of similarity and and I don't have that with um a lot of things and also there's just something it's an awful lot of work the payoff compared to other types of porn yeah kind of like generally speaking you can be on and I I have no problem I don't want anyone to think that I don't like doing acting stuff because I actually really do but if you're sending in like a tape of you reading for a part and all of these things, maybe you're getting paid a little bit more, but I've never experienced that. So if I'm on set for like 12 hours, I usually get paid the same amount as if I'm on set for like three hours because you get paid for the sex scene. You're not really getting paid for like all the time you're spending like standing there or memorizing lines beforehand and stuff. And so like, I love to do acting roles, but I don't think I go super out of my way to try to get those parts. You know, I have dogs and stuff. I have to hire a sitter. <laughs> Can't bring your dog to a porn set. He'll start licking someone's ass. Yeah, it's awesome. Or awkward. just someone's underwear. I'm just saying, I have a dog. I know what happens when underwear gets flinged off. My dog will take your underwear, eat the crotch out, and like... Right? Why the crotch? Why? Oh, yeah. And then and then she'll shit it out in my yard later. And oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! My current dog is is less than fifteen pounds. My previous dog, a hundred pounds, would dig through my laundry just for the underwear. Yeah, they love underwear. But it was always the crotch. They like your crotch smell. It's a weird oh. thing. <laughs> They're dogs. <laughs> oh, dogs are weird, man. But we love them. So speaking of laundry, I have a complaint. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm filing a formal complaint on this podcast, and it's speaking of crotch and speaking of uh, laundry. So I'm scared about where this is going already. It's not that bad. So, are you guys familiar with the service Fly Cleaners? Uh, No, actually. Okay, so I think they're mostly based in cities like San Fran and New York. I thought maybe they're elsewhere. If you're listening to this podcast, never use fly cleaners. Well, I mean, never is a strong word. Did did you have a bad experience? Multiple. Uh, So one time, and this was one of my laundry services with them, because the whole concept is you have an app. They scheduled pickup and delivery. I'm not even kidding when I say this. So I got my uh, laundry back. I went through all my underwear and it looks like, and I can't make this up because I have photos of this and maybe I'll post the photos to the Patreon page. I'm just saying, maybe don't post pictures of your underwear to Patreon, even if it's just Patreon. Okay, great point. <laughs> like there, there, we did have that whole having to call the FBI on one of our listeners thing. Okay, great point. But what they did was they took London a pair looks of- terrified. <laughs> we'll tell you about it after we're done recording. <laughs> but yeah, it's our listeners heard about this last week. It's a thing that happened. Guys, don't send us death threats. Please don't. But they took a pair of scissors and they cut the crotches of what? all of my underwear. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. You know, sometimes, like, I, at first I was like, you know, maybe, like, I've had Uber Eats not send me my Diet Coke before. No, that's fucking property damage. What are they called again? Let's spell it carefully so that people know what, like, oh my God. Fly cleaners. Oh, and then they lost um, me and my partner's laundry. So we have clothes that are missing. Which thing happened first? The Oh, the underwear thing? I feel like I wouldn't send them the underwear or send them any clothes after the crotch was cut out of the underwear. I was desperate and I made a huge mistake. Oh my God. Wow. And uh, here's the kicker. So they've gotten so many complaints that they actually turned off their customer service line. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, hey, if you listen to this podcast and you've ever considered fly cleaners, just go to the laundromat. I know it sucks. Do it. If you're a representative from fly cleaners and listening to this, Guess how many hundreds of thousands of people are now listening to this? Yay! It's going to work out for you. It really is. You you need to fire a couple people who cut holes in, in Alice's underwear because only I'm allowed to do that, okay? God. Normally, people have to pay extra for that service. Right? Yeah. People are so disrespectful. The crotch of all of my underwear. God. I mean, take the ass, too. Why not keep the whole underwear? Do they think, like, I feel like the point of doing that was to let you know that they'd done it. Definitely. Like, they knew you were going to get that and be horrified. I would sooner not realize something had happened if my underwear was just missing and go, oh, my dog ate it. I dropped it somewhere. I'm the idiot. Then, like, have holy underwear with snips through the fucking cross. Why would someone think that's an okay idea? Maybe you went in there and they were like, man, this woman seems like she's just getting ready to enter the dating scene. And she wears a lot of sundresses. I bet these crotchless panties would really do her some good and they were trying to like give you good service maybe that was Alice it. doesn't even take off her blazer to shower I have a shower blazer <laughs> <laughs> it's moisture wicking it really is um, <laughs> it's great for the skin fly cleaner fly cleaners yeah fly cleaners so I learned my lesson before we sign off. So first off, we have some patrons to thank because they sent London over a fantastic microphone for her to use. Thank you. And our patrons are also going to get, I guess, our smut porn that someone wrote us. Definitely in writing format. And we're going to work on some audio content because you sick fucks need it. We strive to entertain, titillate, and occasionally provide really weird porn or, you know, about us. have someone else provide really weird porn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Seriously. We're we were horrified at first and then we read it and we were amused. Oh, you guys are going to get so much more now that you've said that. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, Look, they put all little in-jokes in. They It wasn't gross. It was uh, care. It was, exactly. It wasn't just, and one of them puts on a strap on and slams it in and they're moaning. Like, they, they put heart into this. We want heart in our banging. So you should make sure that everyone knows that when they send you this, because you are definitely getting a hundred emails with erotic stories <laughs> from multiple people. So, you know... They need to know that you're looking for that kind of like superior quality. We want the googly eyed covered porn is what we're saying. We want porn featuring our past guests. Why not? Oh, yeah. We want porn with London. <laughs> we want porn <laughs> with Ryan Creamer doing something wholesome in the background. We want him washing the dishes without being asked in the background. Before he says, do you want me to go to Ikea for you while we're having sex? 
That's a thing that could happen. Or asking if I've had a long day and is willing to rub my feet. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Foot rubs. Here, honey, take the credit card. Go get yourself something nice. That's Ryan Creamer porn. He's a good man. <laughs> he really is a good man. <laughs> Wholesome porn with Ryan Creamer. We need more of that. We do. But yeah, so we have some patrons to thank. So this week, we want to thank... Dale Stringham, Jeff Peterson, Stephen Jones, Logan Waterman, Scott Fedley, Elisa Hamilton-McDermott, Joshua Rice, Jason Mitchell, Craig Elliott, Priest Pilot, Raphael Castillo, 404, Alex M., Graham Smallwood, and many, many more. By the way, if you want to become a patron, just join us over at patreon.com slash twogirlsonemike or just go to twogirlsonemike.com. Go to the support us button and you'll find all the details there. We also send mugs, which apparently people take photos uh, with the mugs. And uh, we had this one guest, Amanda Potter Cole, who feeds her tiny little purple haired dog like cucumbers out of our porn mugs. So I'm so happy. What else are you going to feed a tiny dog cucumbers out of than a mug that says, I watch porn? You also get cute pictures of me and Buddy watching porn together. Hey, my dog is old enough to watch porn in dog years. <laughs> I contend it is that it's totally fine. So for exclusive content of me and Alice just bopping around, living our lives, come over to Patreon. So London, where can our guests find more of you? I am on Twitter. Really, you should probably just go to Twitter because like I have Instagram and it's some some nonsense. I, I don't ever post anything on there. But you can find me on Twitter. It's uh, London C River. So just put a C like a middle initial in there. And if you are, you know, a diehard Instagrammer, it's London River X. Don't expect anything interesting to be there, but it's there if you want to wander over there and, you know, follow me like many other good people have just to be annoyed and bored. But, you know, it's it's really fun. <laughs> and I have an OnlyFans. You'll find a link to that on my Twitter, but it's also London Sea River. Awesome. And then we'll link to those in the show notes as well. Yvette, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me over at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe for, as usual, science and a touch of snark. Alice, where can everyone find you? Y'all can find me at the Patreon, but you guys can also find me at Rational Blonde on Twitter. I guess making corny jokes and talking about my clitoris. That's a thing. So I'm so sorry. (laughs) Your clitoris for Twitteris. You know what's the weirdest part? So I, I made the joke a couple of weeks ago where I said the clitoris has over 8,000 nerve endings, but it's still not as sensitive as the people who at me. Did people get Here, sensitive? So here's a funny part. So it got picked up, but the people it got picked up by. So I have people from all different walks of life following me, but I had people on like the extreme left and extreme right. And when I say extreme right, I don't think you get any more right than Mike Cernovich, who reshared it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I got to, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I need to tweet some really liberal stuff right now. So I drop anyone who just followed me from that crowd. Yeah. It's kind of like Kellyanne Conway shared an article that I wrote once and it made me sit there thinking, what have I done wrong with my life? There are moments that make you question your decisions and those be them. Yeah. But you know, she has a, Clitoris, too, theoretically. I don't know what you wrote about, but like, you know, there's was, some things that bring us all together. If you are George Conway listening to this podcast, confirm or deny whether or not Kellyanne Conway has a clitoris and have, have you found it? Email us info at twogirlsonmike.com. I feel she probably has a clitoris. We're just not sure about a soul. Okay. <laughs> she sold it to make room for all this television time. Anyway. <laughs> 
So anyway, thank you so much for joining us, London. This has been a a fantastic time. We had so much fun hanging out with you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Sorry, I don't know why I sang that, but thank you for having me. (laughs) Well, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Dale Stringham, Jeff Peterson, Stephen Jones, Logan Waterman, Scott Fedley, Elisa Hamilton-McDermott, Joshua Rice, Jason Mitchell, Craig Elliott, Priest Pilot, Raphael Castillo, 404, Alex M., Graham Smallwood, and many, many more.